White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome to this edition of Locked On White Sox. I am your host, Chris Tannehill. You'll notice, not alongside me this morning, is my trusted partner, Herb Lawrence. I'm going to call him Stax Edwards. You guys remember Stax Edwards from Goodfellas. He fell asleep uh, and forgot to torch the truck, and everyone got pinched after that in the Lufthansa heist. So Herb fell asleep, and I don't blame him. I was nodding off during the last few innings there of the White Sox 10-4 to win over the Mariners in Seattle. That's right, folks, 10-4. 10-4, good buddy. Thank you, Ed. And, you know, we'll get to a little bit of everything here today on this episode of Lockdown White Sox, but just as a quick reminder, just a little housekeeping here. You can get a hold of us, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. That's LockedOnSocks at gmail.com for any emails. You just want to reach out, say hello. Don't forget, when you subscribe, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you could, that'd be great. And don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube as well, LockedOnSocks, and very important, the voicemail. I want your voicemails ahead of opening day this Thursday, the home opener on the south side. I want to hear from you guys, okay? So... Reach out to us. Let us know if you're planning on going. Let us know what you're looking forward to doing most, who you're looking forward to seeing most. Maybe you're going with uh, friends you haven't seen in a while. Uh, Let us know what the game plan is. I I would love to hear it. I'm living vicariously through you guys uh, as I will not be going to opening day for the first time since 2002. So you can do that. You can give us a shout by calling us up 312-566-566. 8727. That's 312-566-8727. And you can leave us a message and uh, we'll play it on the show. And I'm looking forward to hearing you guys this Thursday and uh, getting into this victory tonight. A nice win for the White Sox tonight in Seattle as they are now back to 503-3 on the year, evening up their record. And there's a lot going on in this game here, but let's start with the starter, appropriately, Lucas Giolito, started the ball game tonight for the White Sox. He's always appointment television whenever he's on the bump. He goes five and a third, four hits, three runs, all of them earned, gives up just one walk, strikes out 10. Now, Lucas did not have his good stuff going tonight. Uh, first two innings, he really powered through uh, this Mariners lineup, and you know he, he was very effective early on. He, he had all pitches working. He had a nasty changeup working. Velocity wasn't that high as we had been used to seeing in, in recent memory, but I'll get to that in a second here. But he just powers through the first two innings like nothing. And you're thinking about, you know, this Mariners lineup, and this is a not the strongest lineup in the world. So, you know, after getting uh, five strikeouts in a row, I'm thinking to myself, okay, here we go, folks. No hitter time on Seattle. Let's put on a pot of coffee here and, and get ready for a late-night celebration. Uh, but it wasn't the case. So the third inning, Lucas comes on, and, you know, he struggles a little bit. And he doesn't get much help from his defense, behind him uh nick madrigal botches an easy double play ground ball and that ultimately leads into driving in the first run uh ty france adds an rbi double ricochets off of 
Andrew Vaughn's glove out there in left field. It's a play that Adam Eaton's probably going to make and any above average left fielder is probably going to make. Uh, but such is the case after this booted double play ball, uh, these things tend to snowball after that. So following that play, Lucas lost it a little bit. He couldn't spot the fastball to save his life or anything else really for that matter. And the velocity wasn't as high as you would have liked it to be. wasn't as high as it was in his last start in Anaheim. And he really only hit 94 once on the gun tonight. And that was it, Uh, which, you know, leads me to the tough question. You know, what happens if Lucas Giolito goes down? God forbid. We talked about it all off season when talking about the pursuit of Trevor Bauer and you know it's a, it's a top heavy rotation and we need Lucas Giolito to be 100% and be the ace that we know he can be and so far in the 2021 season he's delivered on that promise to be an ace and he delivered on that promise in the postseason but it really had me concerned uh, when you start thinking about oh you know losing velocity you automatically begin to panic a little bit and start thinking of oh god what if he's got to go on the DL for an extended period of time but then shortly after he came out of the ball game he was relieved by Garrett Crochet uh, Steve Stone uh, shed some light on what could possibly be going on with Lucas Giolito look I think what happens is you come out of spring training and your arm is not near as strong as it's going to be I mean muscles get stronger with use and you just don't have that much use as you come out of spring training heading into the season that one was 94. I mean, look, the velocity has not been awful. It just hasn't been where it usually is with him. Yeah. So I'd like to see what Tony La Russa, what Lucas Gilito had to say after the game. I'm not following uh, the quotes directly here as I'm doing the show, but we'll keep you updated if there's anything of note uh, that comes out of that. But, you know, if, if what Steve Stone says is true, then there's nothing to worry about here, and this is just commonplace, and, you know, Lucas is sort of just ramping up. Uh, still with with an odd year last year and now you're you're ramping up for the first time to begin a 162 game season so you know things won't be perfect coming out of the gate but uh, still you pitched well enough for the Sox to get the win in which they did uh, folks scared crochet coming on to re- to relieve Lucas there uh, that that's always quite a thing a uh, struggle with command a little bit early but then he settles in and then he looks more like himself a little bit there so again this is just one of the the, the great you know luxuries of this team right here we talk about this bullpen and the bullpen was sort of the one of the weak spots in the early going here because of the bad defense behind them uh, and the starting pitching staff so but now the bullpen really is something that you look forward to on a nightly basis here because you know if your starter is not going to give you seven eight innings if you know, your starters got to come out a little bit earlier than that. You know that the next man coming out of the bullpen, usually it's going to be one of your long men. It's going to be Garrett Crochet or like we saw yesterday, it's going to be Michael Kopech. So these guys, they really have some nice options here and they have the added benefit of they're trying to get those guys more innings on their arms so they can ramp up and hopefully be in the starting rotation next year. But just to cap about Lucas Giolito here real quick, it, just, it was so impressive to see him come out strong and then struggle a bit with everything with velocity with command with feel for his pitches and then ultimately settle down you know that that, that's what aces do they figure things out on the fly and not everything has to be perfect for Lucas Giolito to go out there and be effective for you and to shut the other team down on most occasions you know if you hold your the team to three runs that's gonna be a good enough job to get you uh, in in good shape to get a win here so Lucas Giolito a very solid effort tonight despite uh, circumstances going against 
against him with his defense and just with him not being able to find his stuff. Garrett Crochet did a nice job uh, filling in for Michael Kopech. The rest of the uh, pitchers tonight, Cody Hoyer comes in, gets his second hold of the year, pitches two-thirds of an inning, gives up just one hit. Uh, then Evan Marshall comes on for two innings and you know seals the deal for the White Sox in their 10-4 to victory over the Mariners in Seattle. And, oh, boy, I'm tired. Speaking of Seattle, like I remember when Herb and I used to work uh, the radio broadcast with Ed and DJ. Whenever they'd go in Seattle, they'd always get a little slap happy because usually it was always on the tail end of a West Coast road trip. You start near Anaheim. You work your way over to Oakland, then you shoot up to Seattle, and by that time in the road trip, everyone's exhausted, and they were always double and triple down on coffee, and now I know why, because you know what, friends? I got some news for you. I am tired. Absolutely. So uh, we'll get to you know some of the defensive issues after a quick timeout and also a milestone here in White Sox history. We'll get to that next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And somehow the new and improved Built Bar is even delicious-er. I can tell you that by first-hand experience. I'm actually running out of Built Bars right now after ordering my last batch about a month ago. And I like to wait till Monday morning and I go on the website, BuiltBar.com, and I refresh and see what kind of flavors they got because they've always got something new and interesting and Best of all, delicious. I think I can declare now, I've been talking up the coconut for quite some time, but I think I can truly declare that German chocolate cake is my favorite new flavor at BuiltBar.com. But the problem is sometimes they run out of stock of my favorite flavor, so you have to get there and make sure you get your order in so your favorite flavor doesn't disappear. So what I like to do when I'm ordering new Built Bars is I go to BuiltBar.com and I like to place an order for my favorites, your coconut, German chocolate cake, but then I'll throw in a flavor that I haven't really tried yet to see if I like it. It's not expensive. You know, you throw in an extra six on top of what you're going to originally order, and you may find a new flavor that you haven't experienced before. For example, my last order, I added in six of the mint brownie flavor, and boy, are they delicious. Only 130 calories with a whopping 17 grams of protein, and guess what? Only four grams of sugar. It's so delicious. I need my chocolate fix even as I'm trying to eat healthier. The chocolate fix, for me anyway, it's not going away. So why not treat myself with the most delicious tasting protein bar ever? Built Bar. So head to BuiltBar.com now, see what flavors they have cooking up. I'll let you guys know tomorrow what I end up ordering, and then maybe you can copy my order. But if you see something you like up there now, don't hesitate. Grab it before it's gone. That's BuiltBar.com, our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Chris Tannehill here, Locked On White Sox. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I talked about you know some of these defensive issues, and this is something that I'm going to unpack a little bit with Herb. Uh, maybe on tomorrow's show or sometime before the week is 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 out. But Nick Madrigal has been a big topic of conversation with his shaky start to the 2021 season. Botches the double play, play ground ball tonight, and Lucas Giolito had to throw 27 
additional pitches after that play wasn't made, which ultimately led to him losing feel, losing comfortability, and just you know not being able to have him in the game for as long as you'd like to. And this happened in Dallas Keuchel's start a little bit. This happened in Lance Lynn's start a lot, of course, with that uh, ball doinking off Luis Roberts' head. So this is a trend that you don't like to see here in the early going in, in a 162-game season when your defense cannot get the job done extending innings making pitchers throw more stressful innings, getting to your bullpen early. These are things that have to be rectified. And when I will broach this with Herb if it's maybe worth sending Nick Madrigal down for a little bit. The, the unfortunate thing, though, is with no minor league season starting yet, I really don't know what good that'll do for anybody. There is precedent here with sending guys down and having it work. I always think of on the local angle, the Cubs sending down Ian Happ uh, a couple of years back, and he bounces back and has an MVP caliber season in 2020 they also did the same thing with Kyle Schwarber a few years back so you know this happens you know they always used to say Theo Epstein would say you know development is is not linear right so a guy can you know come up and perform but then you know sometimes there's there's peaks and valleys and dips and regression when you're talking about young players and, and that's okay um, but I worry that he is pressing a little bit and you know we hammer him quite a bit on this podcast but you know I, I think maybe that's the case that he's just trying to do too much you know, and and just prove himself at the big league level because let's remember he hasn't even played a full, you know, sixty games yet in in the majors. You know, you you would evaluate a team after sixty games, but would you evaluate a player? I'm not so sure about that after the injury he suffered last year. You know, so there's a lot of things to consider here, but the defense has to get better, no doubt about it. All right, let's get to the fun part of of tonight's game here. Uh, good at bats all the way around. Big nights tonight. Uh, from the White Sox, from Luis Robert, who had two hits, including a home run, which you'll hear here in a second. Yermin Mercedes keeping the hit streak going at five games. He he had a knock late in the game. Um, Andrew Vaughn today got his first big league hit uh, after a walk early in the game, setting up Zach Collins to do this. Middlemen back at double play depth. Collins hits one in the air. Right center, it's deep. At the 380 marker, that baby's gone. That is a three-run homer, Zach Collins. Good to see Zach Collins get on the board in the home run column here in 2021. Hopefully he can keep that positive momentum going. You know, a left-handed starter for Seattle, James Paxton, comes out of the game, and he ultimately he's got to leave because of injury. They bring in another left-handed pitcher. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, I keep going over and again and again, and I can't get it right. Uh, so, you know, we, he faces another lefty and still takes him deep. So that was encouraging to see right there. Uh, another encouraging thing from the White Sox offense tonight, Luis Robert, I mentioned with two hits tonight, but also some really good at-bats tonight from Luis Robert. He walks late in the game, setting up Jose Abreu for a White Sox milestone. We'll get to that in a second, but also in the fifth inning. I know Herb was tweeting about this. Uh, Luis Robert comes up, and then he gets himself down in the count early. He gets down to a 1-2 count, and we're starting to see Luis Robert a little bit, starting to get a little bit more patient and spit on those sliders that are outside the zone. And we talked about it last weekend where in that Angel series, like he was just looked like the same Luis Robert that we saw in September, you know, just chasing everything. And then we saw him start to check up on those balls that are out of the zone. And then this Seattle series now, we're seeing him just spit on those pitches altogether. So what does he do after – 
you know, having a tough at bat there, getting down early, you know, in a one two count. He spits on a breaking ball and then immediately after does this. Margavich's pitch number 65. A breaking ball that is demolished to left and bring him home. Five three socks. Well, we said he had a good look at that breaking ball down and out of the zone, and this one hung up in his eyes. And this is a no doubt line drive just rifled out of the ballpark. The Sox have taken the lead. A good thing to see there from Luis Robert getting his first home run of the season. And my bold prediction when we did the 108 Fest was Luis Robert was going to be the first 30 30 man for the White Sox since Bobby Bonds. So right now, the 30 30 track, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases is at one and one. So he's one and one right now. So we got a way to go. Uh, but I, I like the pace here. Okay. So that was, that was a good thing to see from Luis Robert tonight. Just uh, spitting on those breaking balls and then finally getting on the board uh, with his first home run of the year. And I mentioned that walk that he had later on in the ball game. And that, that was big because at that time in the game, you know, the Sox still only had six runs. Anything can happen. It was six to three at the time. And then you start to think, okay, uh, you know, we're setting the stage here for Liam Hendricks to come in. You know, you're getting your closer up in a, in a game where, you know, you're, you're, you have more talent than the team on the other side of you. And, you know, you, you prefer not to get your closer up and warming it into a game like this. But, you know, that's why he's there. If you have to use him, use him. In that eighth inning, there's a little two-out magic here that happens for the White Sox, and it's a good thing to see. So Zach Collins begins the inning by grounding out to second base. Leary Garcia strikes out swinging. Uh, then all of a sudden things get started. Nick Madrigal gets hit by a pitch. Adam Eaton walks. And then Luis Robert walks. Really solid at bat by Luis Robert there. Working himself a full count. You always worry about those full counts with Luis Robert that he's going to get uber aggressive and, and try to take the biggest swing he can on 3-2. But he took his walk. Such an encouraging thing to see from Luis Robert. And what does he do? He sets up MV Pito, our guy who we've been ripping on quite a bit here lately because he's been pressing a little bit with the offense around him struggling. But here's what Jose Abreu does with the bases juiced. The pitch to Abreu is hit in the air to left. That is number 200 and his second grand slam of the year kept the left shoulder closed waited and launched Len Casper and DJ on the call on ESPN 1000 a great call by Len Casper there acknowledging the milestone 200 home runs for Jose Abreu uh, that's nicely done whenever you can weave it in to the moment as it's happening that's why we are spoiled as White Sox fans to have Len Casper doing our radio broadcast I enjoyed uh, Benetti's call too though that's okay Let, let's hear what, how Benetti's call sounded like the bases are loaded and Jose's at bat in the 8th inning trying to break the door down on this game oh yeah I just like the oh yeah I just that was just nothing but me shoehorning the oh yeah into this broadcast here into this podcast oh yeah yes oh yeah thank you Jason uh, are you tired Tanny and talking to yourself here in your basement at uh, 1 30 in the morning oh yeah are you gonna fall asleep immediately when you get upstairs oh yeah yeah, so I just wanted to shoehorn that in. But a very solid offensive night for the White Sox tonight. You, you get uh, This is a perfect mix, right? This is your young guys being patient, getting some success. Andrew Vaughn getting his first hit out of the way. Zach Collins getting his first home run out of the way. Luis Robert battling at the plate, being patient, and having that patience rewarded 
with his home run later in the game, and then rewarding his teammate with his patience with the walk after after walking, setting up a brave for the, his grand slam, his second of the year, which is pretty amazing already. I saw Jared Carabas said on Twitter that Jose Abreu has more grand slams than Wilson Contreras has hits, which I thought was uh, pretty funny there. But yeah, it's a perfect night all the way around because then you have your guys who are are paid to come in and, and bash like Abreu, getting the job done in a big spot right there that kind of releases that pressure valve uh, on the uh, on the night there for the White Sox. So again, 10-4 the final score. Sox take the series. They're looking for the sweep later on today with Dallas Keuchel on the bump. We'll take a quick timeout and tell you what's coming up the rest of the week here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, it's in the rearview mirror, but the NBA and the NHL is even in full swing right now. And how could we forget baseball? There's so many opportunities for you to make a little cash every night at Bet Online betting on baseball. We've got a lot of West Coast games the first week of the year. What better way to keep you interested in keeping you awake than putting some money down on your favorite team that night? Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. The odds are updated in real time, and there's props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code when you sign up, Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We have a little bit of a weird week here. Uh, that we're finishing up here on Locked On White Sox with the West Coast games and odd start times in the in the home opener here. Here's what we're gonna do. So obviously you're listening to this today, Wednesday morning. We're recapping Tuesday night's victory. Okay. So what we're gonna do is since the Sox are playing a day game later today, we're gonna recap this the Seattle series, and that show is going to be posted Thursday morning. Okay, and what we're going to do is we're kind of going to do half a breakdown of the Seattle series, talk about Dallas Keuchel's bounce back performance, hopefully, and then we're going to preview opening day a little bit. I'm going to hope to go over some of your voicemails and emails at 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727 for the Lockdown White Sox voicemail. We'll go over that and maybe talk about some of our favorite opening day memories. And then what we'll do on Friday's show, Friday morning, will be a recap of opening day and hopefully we'll be uh, whooping the Royals. Well, I just want to walk from Maritime Clown. Thank you, TA. And we hope TA is back in the lineup on Thursday. But uh, I think maybe they'll they'll be sneaky and uh, and maybe hold them out one extra day so we can get one day of rest. And maybe he won't be there for the home opener, at least not, not in the lineup anyway. So he was bouncing around the dugout tonight. I saw the NBC Sports Chicago cameras had him down there. So I think he's ready to get back in the lineup, but you, you don't want to push TA at this point. So that's what the rest of our week is looking like, hopefully. Um, my partner Herb will be with us. Hopefully he was not murdered and set on fire while celebrating his birthday. And hopefully he wakes up from his uh, slumber there. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Thank you for rocking with me today on Lockdown White Sox. Sorry you had to endure me gabbing away here. I try to make it interesting for you. But, again, it's a 10-4 to White Sox victory over the Mariners. 10-4, good buddy. We'll be back tomorrow morning. 
midnight the show will drop the recap of the Seattle series and preview opening day. That's tomorrow on Locked on White Sox.